Chapter Three of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Three: A Midnight Visitor. The next day, shortly after noon, it began to rain, and the storm increased in violence until the wind blew almost a gale. The rain kept the boys indoors, at which Tom was inclined to grumble no use of grumbling tom said dick cheerfully let us improve the time by looking over our school books that will make it easier to slip into the grind again when we get back to the hall that is excellent advice richard said randolph rover whatever you do do not neglect your studies by the way uncle randolph how is scientific farming progressing said tom referring to something that had been his uncle's hobby for years a hobby that had cost the gentleman considerable money well uh, to tell the truth thomas not as well as i had hoped for hope you didn't drop a thousand or two this year uncle oh no not over fifty dollars then you got off easy i shall do better next year the potatoes already show signs of improvement good i suppose you'll be growing em on top of the ground soon then you won't have the bother of digging em you know went on the fun-loving boy innocently absurd thomas but i shall have some very large varieties i feel certain big as a watermelon hardly but big as a muskmelon then not exactly but about the size of a coconut eh no no they will be as large as i mean a little coconut pleaded tom while sam felt like laughing outright well well yes a little coconut you see we saw some big potatoes in california uncle randolph ah of what variety cornus bustabus or something like that sam what was the name do you know that must be something like it tom grinned the youngest rover took two men to lift some of those potatoes went on tom calmly two men thomas surely you are joking no uncle i am telling nothing but the strict truth but two men the potatoes must have been of monstrous size oh not so very big but they did weigh a good deal no question of it think of two men lifting one potato i didn't say one potato uncle randolph i said some of those potatoes eh the men had a barrel full of them thomas the uncle shook his finger threateningly at your old tricks i see i might have known it and then he stalked off to hide his chagrin tom that was rather rough on uncle randolph said sam after a laugh so it was sam but i've got to do something this being boxed up when one might be fishing or swimming or playing baseball is simply dreadful answered the other just before the evening meal was announced jack ness came up from the barn and sought out randolph rover found a man slinking around the cowshed a while ago he said he looked like a tramp i wanted to talk to him but he scooted in double quick order huh. we haven't had any tramps here in a long time came from randolph rover where did he go to down toward the berry patch did you follow him up i did sir but he got away from me you must keep a close watch for those fellows said randolph rover bluntly i don't want any of them getting in our barn and burning it down to the ground 
you are right randolph said anderson rover make them keep away from the place by all means jack i'll keep my eye peeled for em answered the hired man the wind was now blowing a gale causing the trees near the farmhouse to creak and groan and banging more than one shutter but the boys did not mind this and went to bed promptly at the usual hour a storm like this on land is nothing to one on the sea was the way tom expressed himself i don't like anything better than to listen to the whistling of the wind when i am snug in bed for the time being sam and tom were occupying a room in the l of the farmhouse and dick had a small bedchamber adjoining the boys were soon undressed and having said their prayers hopped into bed and were soon sound asleep it was not until half an hour later that the older folks retired anderson rover was the last to leave the sitting-room where he had been busy writing some letters at the desk that stood there as he was about to retire he fancied he heard a noise outside of one of the windows he drew up the curtain and looked through the glass but could see nothing it must have been the wind he murmured but somehow it didn't sound like it as he stepped into the dark hallway an uneasy feeling took possession of him a feeling hard to define and one for which he could not account i think i had better go around and see that all the doors and windows are properly locked he told himself brother randolph may have overlooked one of them he walked the length of the hallway and stepped into the kitchen and over to a side window as he had his hand on the window latch he heard a quick step directly behind him he started to turn but before he could do so he received a blow on the head from a club that staggered him then he was jerked backward to the floor silence muttered a voice close to his ear don't you dare to make a sound what does this mean he managed to gasp silence i tell you was the short answer if you say another word i will hit you again having no desire to receive a blow that might render him totally unconscious or perhaps take his life anderson rover said no more he heard a match struck and then a bit of tallow candle was lit and placed on the edge of the kitchen table by this dim light the father of the rover boys saw standing over him a tall man beardless and with his head closely cropped one glance into that hardened face sufficed to tell him who the unwelcome visitor was arnold baxter i see you recognize me was the harsh reply not so loud please unless you want that crack i promised you what brings you here and at such an hour as this i find it more convenient to travel during the night than in the daytime the police are on your track i know that as well you rover what do you want here what does any man want when he has been stripped of all his belongings i want money i have none for you bosh do you think i have forgotten how you and your boys swindled me out of my rights to that mine in the far west we did not swindle you baxter the claim was lawfully mine i can't stop to argue the question and i don't want you to talk so loud remember that no don't try to get up went on the midnight visitor as anderson rover attempted to rise stay just where you are 
he was feeling in his pocket and now he brought forth a strip of cloth with a knot tied in the middle it was a gag and he started to place it in anderson rover's mouth when the latter leapt up and began to struggle with all the force he could command stop i tell you cried arnold baxter softly stop and then catching up his club once more he dealt anderson rover another blow this time directly across the temple the gentleman wavered for an instant gave a deep groan and fell like a log to the floor End of chapter three